Hi listeners, this is From Ideology to Unity, a spiritual journey where we let go of ideological doctrine in favour of meaning, purpose and unity as a whole. I'm here with Diddy Levy, who runs the podcast The Natural Mystic, a podcast focusing on promoting health and bringing people together. Hi Diddy. Hi, how are you doing? Pretty good. Glad to be here. Nice talking to you. Yeah. So... What's your podcast about? My podcast is uh, maybe uh, I'll start with the big picture. But originally, my podcast was going to be about uh, talk about all kinds of subject matters. Basically, break down the paradigm of everything we believe in and that we've been taught to this day. Um, but all with a very positive spin, right? From the point of perspective that we're you know. We are uh, infinite beings experiencing a very finite reality and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I always, that, that's actually the perspective that I, the lens I would like to look at for pretty much any subject. Now, uh, what I had to do, what I have to do is I really had to focus it down and push it down to something that's uh, kind of valid on a practical level for people. So uh, I chose uh, to go the health route, the natural health route. And uh, the reason for that was uh, something I've been immensely interested in for a very long time. And, uh, you know, I've uh, had all kinds of experiences here and there, like, uh, for example, uh, traveling to India and uh, I met a Brahmin there and the two of us traveled up to the Himalayas. Wow. Um, we could go into that if you want. But that, that sounds like a really interesting story. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so what, what we did was he, he had a book with him that was written, uh, like a very rare book, according to him, which was written by uh, like three rishis in India that traveled around all over India and gathered uh, information of how to make medicine from a variety of plants. Right. Uh, and he learned this from all these other healers all over India. So basically, we were traveling with that book, and we were actually trying to find all the available plants up in the Himalayan mountains. So we would do all these trips in the mountains and collect stuff. And uh, every once in a while, we would find something uh, really interesting where, where he would get all excited about it. And he would teach me like what this would be good for and how to prepare this and, and give it to, you know. And, I, and it, basically, I walked out of that trip with a, a lot of knowledge, a whole new perspective on uh on healing in a suitcase full of plants. <laughs> well, that sounds yeah. sounds like you learned a lot. Yeah. So, was it beautiful? There's a lot of wonderful nature there. Yeah, incredible. It's incredible. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's very, it's like part of a whole different world, you know. That we also the way people live there, like. Uh, I met this guy that was living up there with his family in the mountains in a very modest home, I might add. And all he owned was a, was a cow, basically, which he would milk at dawn every day and walk with the two bottles of milk four kilometers down the mountain to, to the village to try to sell the, the milk, the fresh milk. And that was pretty much all the income the family had. You know. So it's very, um, it's very way the you felt very much like it's the way things used to be, you know. Are they at more at peace, though? Yeah, absolutely. So in a way, they're richer than us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they're, like, stress-free and have no worries. Uh, it seems like. But I'm sure they do. I mean, all really? humans do, in a way. It's, it's, I suppose. Yeah. So you're, you're focusing on promoting health, but I imagine... I imagine that you can touch on other things yeah. insofar as they relate. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that this might be true for yourself as well. I don't know, but uh, this Corona crisis definitely was a main trigger for me. Uh, I've been actually, to... it wasn't for me. It wasn't. Okay. I was actually, I'm one of the least affected by it. I know. I mean, there's, other things in my life that happened that prompted me to start start it but 
it wasn't that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, it's not, I've, I've been wanting to do a podcast and talk for years and years, you know, but I'm kind of a busy family man with a job. I never found the time of day to do it. And uh, when this Corona thing started, I, I, I just realized what is really happening here. And, uh, and I just think that we need to change our whole way of thinking and open up the dialogue. And I think the positive attitude is, is, is crucial in these times. It's uh, extremely important, especially uh, if we get into like uh, another discussion about the quantums, quantum physics and things like this. So uh, I just recently, I read a lot of books and, uh, and I'm aware of all these different theories. And at this point in my journey, I am absolutely convinced that mind is, it's mind over matter. And, and oh, yeah, our, thoughts, yeah. our thoughts and our power, we, we are actually creating this reality every second of the day. Okay. And, so how does this play into health? We are creating our health. We're creating our situation. Right. And uh, that's what I'm saying, that this corona crisis triggered me because it's it was suddenly a change where you have authorities telling you what your health situation is. And, ah. and, and, their, and their way of doing it is by promoting fear, like a constant barrage of fear-mongering, like endless Right. And that's exactly contrary to, to what, what my understanding, my belief of health is. It's absolutely contrary. And you, um, you're quite an anti-establishment anti guy, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So you I decided, was... right, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going to do genuine health as opposed to this nonsense. Is that how you yes. feel? Yes. Well, yeah, even like more than that, I, I, you know, I started out with discussions with friends where I would share my thoughts and uh, and of course being uh having a background in a lot of conspiracy theory yeah. stuff um i i really caught i knew that this was coming and i knew exactly what was happening when it was happening but uh passing that along to the people that are exposed to the mainstream uh media is, is virtually impossible because no matter what information you throw at them it's, it seems overwhelming and people get very defensive and yeah were you that conspiracy theory friend yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us. Yeah. Oh, or not? Well, us. Yeah, it seems to be like uh, we're the majority these days, you know, <laughs> which is good news, I guess. No, um, yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what ha what happened was that um, I, I I reached a conclusion that this, you know, that breaking the the bad news to everybody is not the way to go anyway, because it's just creates more of uh, you know fear when you break down people's paradigm uh and this yeah. defensive side comes up so i i i'd be i thought that basically i remember i had this conversation with my mom and i just told her you know what the most important thing right now is is you got to get beyond uh, the absolute top of yourself you got to get healthy you got to change your at you got to change your attitude be positive visualize a beautiful uh, life a beautiful uh future and, and and put your focus on that because uh the focus on on all this negativity and fears is is, is going to kill society you know um you know your focus does sound like it's really helpful actually because a lot of people whether it's their health or they're also their spiritual well-being at this crucial time the problem seems to be that they're focusing on some negativity right yeah, and if you could help people with positive emotions, that could actually be crucial for the uh, diverging timelines at this time. Exactly, you heard about yes. this? Exactly, yeah. It changes the quantum uh, reality, the the divine matrix, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, that's the work that uh, I feel like I'm here to do, and and I want to share. You know, I want to bring on people that have a share of the same kind of vision as well. Well, and promote that. I mean, yeah. Well, we seem to share the vision to some extent. Yeah, that's very good. So how would you say you, how would you, what are the main ways you want to help bring people together and 
have an alternative to fear? Um, I think that uh, the big picture is actually to point out what the big picture is, you know, <laughs> that we are infinite beings in, in a finite reality and we're creating our own reality. You know, we're the director and the, the actors and the producer and, and the audience of our of a movie. You can say that. So it, it just the way to convey that is the journey that I'm I want to go on and, and you know bring people that can actually talk about that and and uh and and get and give people the you know connect people to who they really are in my opinion or to the source. I think that's the only way we can uh come out of this mess that we're in right now. Okay. So that's like the, the positive energy thing. So are you going to focus overtly on a very, I suppose you could say new agey approach, or are you going to have a more common sense way of communicating it? I'm probably not going to be able to uh, avoid talking about like the negative things. If that answers your question, like I'm probably going right. to jump off to other subjects, but I'm going to try to always find the positive and, 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 and finish everything up on a happy note on what you can do with this, with this knowledge. Yeah, I feel like that's valuable individually and collectively, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think people still need to wake up, uh, but you know, maybe in a more gentle way and, and, and to know, you know, with a perspective that we can we can make a difference and change it. It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, you can't just go up to people and shout, wake up, sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> Tried that. Not polite. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, we're, we're really busy these days with all the stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah. I don't know how it is in, uh, in England, but I'm in Copenhagen, Denmark. And uh, they're about to vote on a law here that's basically, you know, the end of uh, any rem rem remnants of freedom that, that was available here. And is I mean, the, basically, it's a technocratic. Any bureaucrat is not going to be able to decide if they pass this law. That's worrying. I don't yeah, think it's, it's that bad here at the moment. But. I'm not sure what to think of Boris, to be honest. Um, I, I I try not to be too, take a side too much now. I used to take sides, but I think it's Boris. You can get worse than him, but you can get better than him too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the people in charge are insignificant. It's the agenda that just keeps pushing yeah. forward, you know. Fundamentally, it's yeah, so I, I'm interviewing you. So, yeah. So, what do you think about how governments have been reacting? And oh, why? it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, the solution to a medical problem is not tyranny. You know, it never was and never will be, and it's it's just not. In uh, what I mean, what they're doing now is they're just basically taking away people's freedom. You know, drip dropping a few drops back and then taking that away and taking a few more things and so uh this is just a power grab and as far as i'm concerned i don't even you know at this point i'm I, i'm not I, I when this whole thing started the first my first instinct was to understand what a virus is and, and, and how it's supposedly causes diseases and all this kind of stuff and i ended up reading some stuff and uh, listening to some interviews and going down this rabbit hole in which I heard some, uh, basically some researchers that, that were claiming that the whole study of germology is, is false science. The germs are, basically my understanding is that a virus is more or less a symptom of a problem. It's not a cause of a problem. It's, it's uh, when our, when our cells are poisoned by any kind of uh, factor, you know, it could be microwave uh, or food poison or any any no, anything, the immune system fights inside the cells by 
extracting a bad DNA, bad RNA. And at that point, it's called an exosome. Right. As soon as it exits the cell, then they call it a virus. And, and supposedly, huh. we have like 3 billion viruses in our body at a given time, and we don't get any disease, you know? Right. Well, I can't say I'm sold on that, but it's possible. I mean, it's possible that it's a symptom of that if it, I mean, it could be, I and mean, then there could be that if you have poor spiritual health in a sense, that you might become more vulnerable to yeah, the yeah. disease. Yes. That's absolutely the, yeah. That's absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you study uh, Ayurveda or any kind of other ancient uh, medical system, like the Chinese systems, they uh they don't talk ever they don't even they have nothing to do with germs and viruses or anything it's all about the balancing of the uh the balancing of the of the mind and the body a lot of that right and in the five four five elements in your body the balancing of that right um, a lot of people dismiss that as superstition right yeah yeah but uh that's just because we're educated in that way we're educated to believe in uh in science, which in a way kind of refuses to acknowledge that the, that there's more to this life than just this physical uh, reality. Yeah, well, though not inherently. It's more the path, the paradigm. The method itself can actually, I would argue, be applied to other things. That's what people like Bruce Lipton are doing, right? Yeah, exactly. The quantum physics guys, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, there's an interesting video by a YouTuber called Actualize.com who actually addresses this, where he talks about deconstructing science. Now, he's like, he's quite complementary in certain ways to science, but he's talking about how the problem with the paradigm is how it's actually not really scientific and it's not good epistemology and stuff like that. So I would really advise listening to that. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be glad to too. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, I I will always check out the alternative versions of uh, of any subject before I listen to the mainstream version. You know, at this point, I'm so skeptical of uh, of what we're taught in school and what we're led to believe. So I heard that you got into Reiki, or yeah, yes, they... yeah, that's true. Yes. So how do you explain Reiki to anyone who doesn't understand it? Um, Reiki, the way, uh, I mean, maybe I should start with how Reiki explains Reiki. Um, what, what you're actually doing in, when you're applying Reiki to someone is you're channeling energies from the universe through a person and you're just creating a flow. You're basically cleaning out the channels in a way. Is this and a two-way process? No, I mean, yeah, it is. It is. It is. You could, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, when when you apply Reiki, you're 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 uh, feeling it. You're you're exposed to the person's energy on a very extreme level, and that's why part of the process when you when you treat somebody is that as soon as you you do the hour one hour treatment or whatever it is. Uh, you you walk away for a couple for a couple of minutes, maybe drink a glass of water or something, and then you come back and then you you talk about what the what the person went through as far as feelings and, and thoughts. Uh, because a lot of times you find that uh, that um, I mean, what you do is you you place your, you place your hands and you actually channel through different points. So like uh, sometimes it's the chakra points, but there's right. other other points, and then you get your um, and, and 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 you just place your hands there and you feel like this energy flowing and in some places when you place your your hands you'll feel like a very strong powerful uh warm energy in other places you might feel something some something very comfortable uncomfortable you might feel oh. uh stress or something and sometimes you don't even feel anything but you you feel in yourself you feel emotionally or your 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 thoughts what a tingling that anything anything goes i mean you feel you feel it in a, in a whole variety of forms. I mean, sometimes it's it's the thoughts that enter your head, okay, uh, or the feelings that you, you're 
if you suddenly feel all right so it involves the chakras right but what else what are these other energy points that involve um, they're somehow related to to the chakras but they were born you know on the knees the the, the bottom of your feet and sometimes you channel through the whole body you know the whole the whole vortex from uh oh yeah so so you're you're kind of you're kind of approaching it from from uh, different different angles uh, it sounds really interesting honestly yeah i mean there's people that swear mm. by this you know that uh that in, I, I have a friend who i met in peru who said that you know reiki saved his life i mean he, he'll he'll swear by it he was extremely extremely sick with a high fever when he was traveling in india or something and he met a girl that gave him reiki for three days straight and, and basically cured him got him out of huh. it but he was like uh, so um but it is very powerful i mean i i did it to my daughter also and uh, um she was diagnosed with a with a kidney pro kidney issue necrotic syndrome it's called and uh when it just started uh she got really swollen you know and uh and everything we went to the hospital and they were like uh really worried and trying to put her in some kind of an emergency situation we were there like for five days and uh, during those five days, I gave her Reiki also. You know. hmm. uh, when we get walked out of there, I can't say that it was the Reiki that cured her. I mean, it was also the it was also medical stuff, and it was we tried a lot of things simultaneously. But you I'm believe sure. that you I made a difference? That it, that it was a, yeah, I do. Because if you didn't believe in it, it wouldn't made a difference, would it? Exactly. Exactly. Goes back did, to us creating our own reality. Eh? So, do you think anyone could potentially heal someone else if they have an open heart? Absolutely, um, uh, but I would I would even expand on that and say that it's not really another person healing one person healing another. It's actually the person who's not well is healing itself. It just right. another person opens up the the possibility for for him to do him or her to do that. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, we 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 are we we are the creators of our of our illusion, <laughs> the illusion that we we are, the hologram. Yeah, it's all. I would say. I suppose, yeah, it's kind of like. So we're all God, I guess, and like we create the hologram. Yeah, and we each create different holograms I, I i assume and that's what the reason why we see the world a little bit differently yeah so so your work the work you want to do in bringing people together and developing developing community this sounds like um how to put it almost like 5d work how do you mean 5d you know, like the idea that we're going into another level of existence. Yeah, um, I think this is the first step. Yeah, could be. I mean, my my drive behind this is because I uh, I lack absolute trust in any authorities at this point to solve any kind of problem, and uh, and I think that uh, we have a golden opportunity in humanity right now to actually create a new. A new paradigm, you know, and, and and the way to go is is helping each other out and creating local communities and doing things together. Like yeah, on, on that level, I do not believe that big government is going to give us anything other than, than tyranny, basically, eventually. True. So it's, yeah. So, do you feel like when, when you um when you're talking about localism, right? Do you feel like it this localism should be on the right or the left or do you feel like it doesn't really matter which way just as long as it's local oh i don't yeah i mean i don't think there's any room for i mean the whole right left paradigm is also really two-dimensional yeah yeah it's quite polarized I never really identified with either i mean i could identify with some of the things that the left would say i can identify with some of the things the right would say that's pretty open-minded and honestly yeah more open-minded than I was for a long time. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I, th I think, yeah, I think we need to rise beyond, beyond that whole 
transcend the whole transcend political divides. Yeah, I think we, we, and I think we have all the knowledge, the ability. Uh, we have everything available to us right now to just do it. You know, so I'm, I'm saying, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So the issue is, how do we, how do we help people in the face of so much fear and division? Right. Some of it's deliberate. Some of it's people being ignorant. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's why I chose the natural health path because I think uh, the solution starts with every person looking deep inside themselves and and and, and being in perfect you know, or you know being in good shape, good mental health, and strong and, and good physical health because we're we're going to be entering some pretty trying times and. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, if you're going to be weak, it's going to be very difficult for you in these times. So I think we need to strengthen everybody and get everybody positive and, and creative and, and uh, optimistic again. Are you, do you have in mind the, um, the event on the 21st that people are talking about? In March. Sorry? The one, uh, one the real one? Uh, oh no i guess you haven't heard about it (laughs) some people think that there's going to be some big spiritual event on the 21st of december i think perhaps they're fixating too much on one date though it's it's this part of this whole it's supposed to be the transition of the equinoxes at the end of 2020 which is supposed to be the year 2012 in the aztec calendar Okay. Like a big jump in the shift to the next dimension, essentially. Oh, this is related to the Mayan calendar? Yeah, and the um, Great Awakening stuff that we're into. Yeah, I mean, I can just tell you that uh, I I traveled to Mexico on the the 21st of uh, December in 2012. Oh, what did you do? Well, uh, uh, eventually... (laughs) Uh, I ended up being at a, a, a. This is a pretty funny story, actually. Uh, uh, I went to Palenque, which is uh, in the southern Mexico, one of the ancient cities of the Mayans. And um, on the night before, uh, there was a big rainbow gathering about, you know, 13 kilometers away from there. So I, I went and joined the. I was at the the rainbow gathering. And on that night. The, they made a big, big fire and a drum circle. Everybody was, was, was like a amazing energy going on there. And it was on top of this hill. And as we were sitting there in that circle, you can see like pretty much all four directions. You could see the clouds just coming around and lightning and lightning rods. And it was a great show. But anyway, the skies just opened up and during the night. This was the night before the 21st, like the 20th. So right. the sky just opened and, and the rain just came down and it, it just what now the whole camp of the rainbow thing was like on the river and there were people like camping out right on the riverbed and you know little islands inside of this small small river. Wow, but that sounds like one hell of the way. I mean no, I mean people of course got got out of the way, but I mean like all the tents and everything was just washed away and gone. And uh and people kind of lost everything, but you know, some, not not everybody, but a few few did. And then uh, there was like a dirt path to get out to the place, which was flooded like on multiple places uh, with uh, rivers crossing it. So there was no, no nobody could actually get out of there uh, by by car or any kind of vehicles. Vehicles just couldn't make it, so you know we all uh, just kind of walked, you know, for like five kilometers until we could get to some solid road there. But people, were people right though? What? Were people right though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was fine. Everybody was in a very good mood, actually. And, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with big smiles on their face. I mean, it's a rainbow gathering, you know. So. Uh, and and then and then, but the rain was just coming down all day long, also. And then we went to the, you know, by midday, uh, we made it to the, to the uh, the old city, the ancient city, and the Mexican authorities were aware that there was going to be a lot of people coming with drums and, you know, to celebrate the Mayan, uh, the end of the Mayan calendar. So they basically didn't let anybody bring any kind of instruments. They were, like, shutting people in. 
and the thing, and they, and they wanted to, the, the site to be absolutely quiet. Nobody was allowed to like do anything. Ah, Spetsy. Yeah. So, but a lot of people came. So everybody got got on top of these ancient pyramids, you know, and uh, and there was a lot of meditation going on, and people were like, you know, it was, it was actually very beautiful. Uh, but it was continue continuing to, to pour and pouring rain, and then like towards the end of the day, I was kind of uh, I didn't sleep like the whole night, you know, and I wanted to get back to the to my cabin. So I started walking, and when you walked out of the ancient city, there was like a you have to walk through a little short piece of jungle there. And as I'm walking out, I suddenly hear like drums and everything. And so uh, I walk, me and another guy, we were, we headed out to where where the drums were. And this was the most beautiful part of the whole thing, was that there are actually uh, still Mayan people living in uh, Guatemala and southern Mexico. And they, uh, the, southern, the ones living in southern Mexico, went, came in through the jungle to want to a little square that's part of the city, but it's not, you know, there's a lot of stuff still covered under the jungle, so they right. were kind of like not in the main site. And they did a ceremony there. You know, there was like a whole Indian ceremony of drums, and they were like dancing and making the blessings for the new age and everything. Oh, wow. And it was like in pouring rain. But uh, there's actually a clip on YouTube if somebody can look on it. I'll link it to you if you can see what was going on there. It was just incredible energy. I mean, I can't even describe to you. I mean, to actually experience that, I mean, you said like you started to have some really interesting experiences. And like, we've just got the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah. So I heard that you took ayahuasca. Yes, that's true. Also, yeah. Have you tried it? No, unfortunately not. Okay. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Uh, would you? Uh, Are you? Yeah. Sure? You can tell us about it. Yeah. Well, the first time I tried it was actually here in Denmark. But uh, after I traveled to South America, to Peru specifically, I realized that the, what, what the, the experience I had in Denmark was absolutely wrong. It was not the right way to do it. And, uh, and I, I also didn't really, didn't, re didn't really have much of a health effect or physical, or, you know, that kind of effect on me. I mean, of course, I was tripping like... Uh, with a lot of other people, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, like as spiritual an experience. But anyway, I'll skip over that and I'll tell you about what happened in Peru. That's much more interesting. All right. Uh, I was traveling with um with a friend with a friend of mine who uh who who also uh, met uh like a, a yosquero they're called, which is a kind of like a shaman from uh, the tribes in the in the Amazon. And uh, and we traveled to Lake Titicaca, which is like the highest mountain in the world, like the, in the Andes. And uh, crossed over the border to Bolivia, and, and we we were on an island called uh, Isla del Sol, Island of the Sun. Interesting name. And on this island, uh, we found like a, a cave that's like right on, of course, right on the water. It was uh, and, and uh, so it was. We were like seven people with this uh, Yoscaro. We got into this cave, and then he gave us this ayahuasca. And the way that they do it in South America is, is there's no fire, and uh, they do the ceremonies always during the nighttime and in the, in the closed space. And the, and the, the shaman's ah. job, the Yoscaro's job, is, is, uh, is to sing. He actually, him, he, he also usually has, has helpers. And they sing these special songs, these ayahuasca songs. And one of the most, uh, one of the things that happens is that with these uh, ayahuascaros, they can kind of sense people's energy and what they're going through. And that's that, that's their job is to make sure that everybody's uh, is, is on the right path and nobody's going off. And by that I mean that nobody's getting into really negative uh, energies. And he can sense it, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, and they do it by singing to you. They like he, he goes during the night. He goes to each one individually and sings a different song. It's like they know. Uh, I mean, when I was when I was under the influence of this ayahuasca and he was singing to me, I could absolutely sense 
the power of a song and his lyrics on my on my person and how it's changing my uh, my energy and doing things to me. It's incredible. That sounds like the way to do it. Yeah, and then and then what I can also tell you is that um, uh, I'm just giving you like the whole background of this. Like the day after, when you when you finish these ceremonies, you know, you technically don't sleep all night. And I remember that I I, I had like the most incredible energy. I would eat like a breakfast and I could just walking up in the mountains and you know, climb and climb all these mountains for for the whole day and not even feel anything. My body was just like totally physically. Uh, I felt like Superman almost, you know. Huh. It was very incredible. And uh, the first that that time that I, we did it in uh, in the uh, in Isla del Sol, I ba- basically I should explain that ayahuasca is like a teacher, and and when you when you take when you're under the influence of ayahuasca, it's like the plant is a guide in in he teaches you an individual lesson about yourself. It's, a, it's very, very deep. And one of the things that I learned that I learned a lot of things actually on that, in that particular incident, instance, but um, one of them was that uh, I have, that, I, that I'm here to heal people. That, that, that I, really, I really suddenly felt like that, that, uh, that that is my purpose in life, you know? Oh, so that's why you're doing this podcast. Yeah, it looks like that's why it's been on my mind for such a long time. Yeah, I mean, it took me a while to, to get it to, to get to do it. But yeah, I want to go to Peru now. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend. Beautiful, amazing, amazing. Place. Is there a certain kind of trip? And I don't mean getting high. I mean like going to Peru or whatever. A certain sort of. Um, how do you advise? So how do you get to that place? To Peru. That place in Peru. The oh, island oh. of the sun, or places like that, where they do that sort of experience. Yeah, but you know, um, <laughs> you can go there, but but it's, I think it was uh, more the circumstances. Is uh, you just have to kind of like go with the flow, you know. You just you just arrive there, and you and you trust your energy and your intuition to hook up with the right people and take you to the right place. Because this is not like a, a something you as a tourist would be exposed to, you know. Yeah, I suppose another way to look at it is you don't find it, it finds you, right? I've heard someone else say that. In a way, yeah, yeah, in a way. You don't go out to find it, just just awaken naturally, I suppose. Yeah, and I can tell you that, you know, uh, during these uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, there's uh, uh, a lot of people, and uh, everybody has an absolutely, totally different uh, experience. It's, It's not even close to, you can't say that, you know, these two people, there's one way of experiencing this and it goes from every extreme you can imagine i mean i've also uh i remember i remember that uh, one time we were in a ceremony there and there was this uh, guy from ireland who had been living in peru for many many years and he was kind of hooked on uh, coca leaves you know they chew these coca leaves uh, like they chew tobacco there right to give them energy to walk in the mountains and stuff but it's very very addictive and it's uh you know, it, it also messes up your teeth and your gums big time. <laughs> but uh, this guy was uh, hooked on it, and apparently he had like all kinds of. He was kind of. He looked like he was kind of. He had a rough life, and you know. right. So uh, <laughs> when we started the ceremony, the the Yuskero got a really strong energy from him, and he, and he started try to try to sing to him, and, and eventually he ended up telling him, you know, listen. Um, Somebody put a curse on you," he said. <laughs> he said, "You got a, you have a curse on you from uh, maybe from another shaman that you did that you ask her with or somebody." But he said, "I, I, I need to, we need to work on this uh, individually alone. I can't do this with a group. This is too big for me. You know, right now, it's just." Uh, so I mean, that's also a part of it, you know. Wow. Experience, yeah, it's crazy, huh? So very intense so with all this all these events going on all this political division right yeah what do you what do you what do your insights tell tell you about the nature of ideology and what the real problem 
behind all this division is? A lack of awareness, I think, is the people are just not aware that uh, of what we are, you know, who we are. We're infinite beings in an infinite universe, and we're experiencing a very, very tiny spec spectrum of what we can experience. And uh, there's really, I mean, let's put it another way. If, if a thousand years from now somebody dug up the bones of, of me and somebody else, you know, how would they know what religion or what color skin or what anything? We're exactly the same. We're going to be bones buried in the ground, you know. So That's true. So in the big scheme of things, it's all in our head, this division. So you're talking about holistic perspective here. And that if people saw the bigger picture, spiritually speaking, that is the main way for you. You think that we can help people out of ideology, just helping raise awareness. Yeah, yeah. I think that's hmm. the way to go. I think, uh, I think that's what we're missing. I, I should definitely take heed of this. Okay. Because, because uh, <laughs> you know, I've got my purpose in this podcast and it's... I feel like that is an aspect that I need to keep in mind. Good on you. Excellent. So thanks. Absolutely. No, we're, we're all here for each other. You know? Hmm. So do you have any interesting ideas about how we can bring people together? Maybe guided meditations or any political ideas about like ways to organize Well, how how to bring? I mean, there's uh, so many different ways we can do this. Uh, I don't even know if there's there is one way. Oh no, there's not one way. Of course not. Uh, there's everybody with with I mean whatever their capacity is. But uh, I think it, anything from like uh, projects or people just doing projects together that are not based on uh, monetary benefits and things like that. You know, just getting a farm together and sharing growing food or, or uh, you know anything could be a lot of different things and uh, also yeah of course uh, me meditation and uh, information I think these podcasts are a great way to bring people together I mean you're going to talk about the things that you believe in and you're going to pull together bring together people that are you know to a certain extent going to agree with you or like what you say and yeah the community out of that i suppose what it comes down to is yeah 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 and it's a and listening to our intuition would you say sorry what would you say listening to our intuition is also a very important part of it yeah yeah absolutely our intuition is the our subconscious speaking you know and <laughs> Yeah, or perhaps something more powerful than that, maybe super conscious or yeah, super higher conscious. self. Exactly. Yeah, you can never go wrong with intuition, put it that way. It always knows what's going, what's right. So, fear is a very big tool for control. How do we? How do we help alleviate widespread fear? Um, in my this in my opinion, I think that if you really dig deep deep into this fear, what what are people really afraid of? I mean, eventually, it's I would say that people are afraid of death. That's kind of at the bottom of everything, you know. It would seem like, and 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 that's in a way. A very silly thing to be afraid of because we are going to die anyway and there's nothing anybody can do about it so it's inevitable in a way and the second thing is that we don't really die you know it's just our body and our minds die but uh, time doesn't exist and, and we're just uh, infinity you know we're always there in one form or another and, that's uh, true I'm, I'm not saying this because i'm you know uh, 
this is like based on uh, people that have, you know, all these near-death experiences, people talking and things like that, and a lot of ancient wisdoms, you know, shamans and things that have been speaking about this for years. The Vedas in, in, in India, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. So this is a, it's pretty much been well known in the ancient world for forever. Yeah, it's not just some recent hippies coming together and making things up, right? Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, there's really nothing to be afraid of. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, there are bad things that could happen. Like what? Like well, there are negative timelines, are there not? And there's um manipulation from dark entities that you know we could there could be like for example you might end up you know going on a dark path someone might end up well suppose i mean it depends how or how bad really i mean someone might end up just not ascending essentially that that's not i suppose that's not the end of the world it just well not well not the end of their world i suppose in the end of the day it's all a matter of everything's temporary right yeah but i mean if certain in negative interests get their way, I mean, things could be unpleasant on Earth on certain timelines, right? Yeah, as, as is now, I guess, in a way. True, but I do feel like in some ways we're kind of doing okay compared to how it could be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm extremely optimistic, actually. I mean, I... I'm inclined towards optimism. Yeah, well, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. But definitely things are going well at the you know, moment. I'm having conversations with people that have been skeptic all their lives and suddenly they're singing, you know, a different tune. I mean, is that, I mean, that's one thing about COVID and all these questionable things like with um, Epstein being um, suicided, yeah. that it has, people have started asking questions a bit more. Out of blocks, black swans all over the place. It could be really that we're just waking up, and if God is maybe source is sending us this as a challenge to see if we're going to just follow authority blindly. And the fact that more and more people aren't is actually because maybe, maybe this cosmic level of this cosmic event almost like a galactic event like it's just inevitable in this window of opportunity that our frequency is going to raise and we're doing it ourselves right because if we are source in a sense it's up to us absolutely and it's just a sign that we are waking up by the yeah. fact that yeah yeah it's like we're we're directing the movie that we're acting in, and we're also the audience and the producer. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're we're casting the bad guys in order to wake up, wake ourselves up. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, we're doing it. To, yeah, this is it's kind <laughs> of crazy, isn't it? But yeah. Okay, so the answer is: let's direct this play for our spiritual health for the health of our physical bodies on this earth, even if it's an illusion. <laughs> and uh, finding ways to heal the, the divides and all this, he did this and they did that and we need to get back at them for this and we're threatened by this, that and the other. All of it really based on basic fears right yeah when it comes down to it 
Exactly. Wow. So, is there anything that we haven't addressed that you feel is particularly important for these times? Um, I, I mean, I, we have addressed it, but I would I probably like to repeat it is that we need to really, really dig down into who we are and, and, and take, you know, and find our, our peace of mind and our strength internally first. Um, right. You know, as you can see by the background here, I have a, a lot of guitars and everything. So uh, I'm actually a musician. Is that how you do it? Yeah, that's what I was doing before the podcast for years. And I, I'm still doing it. Still Is that how you stay sane? Yeah. Because without art. I've, been, I've been singing about this stuff for, for so many years. You know? and that's You're going to sing for us now. Sure, sure. I have, I have, a, I have a song called uh, Internal Revolution, which is exactly about what I just said. You know, I just All right, said. let's hear it. Huh? Let's hear it. Um, you don't have to. I, just, I, I think it would be cool, though, if you sang. All right, here we go. Yeah, I'm just thinking if I should grab the guitar or not, but uh, probably I probably should, but I uh, I, I, won't, I don't have a mic. I don't know. Your intuition to decide that. Huh? That's right, up to you. I'll just, I'll just sing you the lyrics. Like, it's time to talk about the situation. People living in desperation. Millions are dying of starvation. The forest and the resources. Preservation. Weapons. The cause. Devastation. The world is controlled by the corporation. And everyone is under observation, constantly exposed to manipulation. All these things that can lead to frustration, yet we always seem to find inspiration. So heal the world now with positive vibration. Everyone should do it without reservation. The human race is going through a transformation till we all make the realization that we are all part of the same vibration. Whoa, <laughs> I like that. And that's your intro. On your that. podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just that part of it, the last part, yeah. Well, on that note, I um I feel like we're coming to a close. But um I have to say, I think you guys will probably really like this guy's podcast. I'm gonna follow it. And um yeah, so it's great having you on. Yeah, it's great talking to you, and, uh, and uh, yeah, excellent. I, I really like what you you talk about and your subjects. All right. My pleasure. Real honor. All right, so uh, bye for now. Bye. Thanks.